All right, let's go hour number two on a Thursday. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. The Denver Nuggets are up 2-1 now in the NBA Finals. Plus, we're talking about players released in a couple of big sports. CP3 released in the NBA, and Dalvin Cook is available in the NFL. Mike McCarthy wouldn't talk much about him today. The Dolphins will probably be in that conversation, and we'll see who else wants to talk Dalvin Cook. Somebody just texted us, by the way, Specs text line 337-3776, that Lionel Messi reportedly turned down $1.5 billion from the Saudis to play for one of their teams. Wow. Now, Zay, that is taking control of your life. In, I'm not, the man's obviously made tons of money, but wow. You, that's saying no to a lot, a lot of money to be able to control things uh, on your side of it. But he thinks going to Miami is the best way for him to just kind of keep control. So good for him. Yeah, good for him. His morals, you know, that's obviously a big thing for him. And, yeah, as much money as he's made, that'd be very tough for a lot of guys to turn down. So, whew, yeah, that's damn. That is crazy. I don't even sound like real. It doesn't. <laughs> no, he, he's a beast. He is a beast. We know that. And he it looks like looks to be headed to that Miami team. Maybe he comes to Q2 uh, very soon. We uh, we will have to check that one out. Alright, so lots of football stuff out there today. We were just talking a little bit about the House Divided. Next Wednesday we find out that primetime SEC event where uh, will they have Longhorns and Aggies get back together in 24 and if so, where? We have had people texting us throughout the last few days. This one says, I doubt they schedule Texas and Texas A&M in 2024. It's Zay, this is the SEC, and I am not putting anything past them. I need to see it to believe it. It's one of those where here my example would be Roy Williams in um, the college basketball coach Roy Williams. All those rumors when it was like when he was rumored to be leaving Kansas and headed to Carolina, I think it would have been at the yeah. time, mm-hmm. I told myself I'm not believing it till I see him with that logo behind him. Because it just never felt like it was going to happen. Rumors, and then it wouldn't happen. Another rumor, and it didn't happen. And then finally, they got it to happen. So with this one, I could see the SEC not scheduling the game, and I could see the SEC scheduling it and putting it in either place. And deep down, my gut says that if they just want to play logic, they'll just put the game in Austin. But So I, I really could see a lot of the possibilities. So I'm just going to have to wait. To Wednesday night to see it play out, but I will I will be shocked, but not, you know, I guess surprised, but not shocked because the SEC occasionally likes to just bow up and let us all know that it's about them, it's not about us, it's not about the teams, and I would hope that because if they do that, Zay, then it's not about an Aggie joke or a Longhorn joke, it's both. That's a house divided joke if they do that. If they say, we're not going to schedule the game in 24, we couldn't figure it out, we may do it in the, in the future. That's a huge insult to both teams. Yeah, it'd be a disgrace to college football if the SEC didn't figure out a way to have Texas play Texas A&M. Yeah. That, that would be a disgrace. And we're seeing literally with Live Golf and the PGA Tour, hmm. a lot's about money. So if you're the SEC, why wouldn't you want that paper coming to you? Of course, with that game, yeah, the, you know, like it just it doesn't make, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, there's so much anticipation for it, like that's one of the biggest reasons why it should happen. That we've been waiting so long, and both Jimbo and Sark, they're big time names. The schools are obviously big time names, like. I don't know who y'all's quarterback is going to be, but we got some pretty big-time name <laughs> quarterbacks on our side yes, you do. that 
they want to put on TV. So right. it just made everything lines up for Texas to play Texas A&M in 2024. Again, yeah. if it doesn't happen, that's an absolute disgrace to college football and the SEC should be ashamed. Yeah, we will assume it will happen because I think that would be such silliness. So right now, I think we're all thinking about it's where. It's not if. It's where. Where are you going to start it? Where does the 24 game happen? We'll uh, continue to have that discussion and get ready for that next Wednesday night. Uh, real quick question from uh, a texter, Zay. If you were a Cowboys fan, would you rather have Hopkins or Cook? Cook. Me too. Cook, because I feel good about Michael Gallup. I love Brandon Cooks. Just he has to stay healthy, and then C.D. Lamb coming into another season of being comfortable with Dak. Yeah, I think they need more of a big time running back than somebody yeah. like Nuke Hopkins. Now there is a little bit of a greedy Cowboys fan in me, a little bit of Mike Harge Cowboys fan in me that uh, says yeah. both. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> kind of the, Mike Harge is out there nodding yeah, right now. I take both. Yeah, both would be great too. All right, so let's get into this Texas story some more. Um, I heard Jeff Howe talking about it as I was rolling in. Horns247.com. Go check out their insider piece today. They've got summer workout information, including the fact that they're changing their signals. They're to change the way they send signals in we haven't heard the details of it in terms of like wait a minute is this just you're changing cards out you're going from cards to wristbands you're changing the way the wristbands work we don't know those specifics but the thought here zay is that there were games last year where now they've been able to go back and look and thought they've seen something that lets them know that the opponent might have been on to them yeah I, you know i never understood there's that like old just baseball feel that you're stealing signs is like illegal and frowned upon. I just thought it was great scouting. And sure. As long, I, as, you, as, long as you do it with just your eyes. Yeah, sure. Exactly. I ain't talking about Houston Astros stuff or Bill right. Belichick, dirty stuff with the camera. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about if they are dumb enough to not adjust their plays from weekend to week out, and we're breaking down film. That's literally coaches' jobs. Yeah. That's right. how you stay employed <laughs> with whatever university that you're with is to have an advantage over that team. And if you have a disadvantage in talent, which you're playing against the University of Texas, a lot of teams do, how do I gain an advantage in any way? And if Sark is out here being just reckless – and not understanding that people are watching him and taking what he's doing from week to week because he ain't changing it, that's a problem. And I can't knock TCU or Bama, the teams that were brought up in this whole thing, for doing that. Like, Sark, you got to change things up. And a little, just a little bit of me understands it because, like I said earlier in the show today, when you have freshmen like Quinn Ewers and Kelvin Banks, mm -hmm. as highly touted as they are coming in, as good five stars, big time players, the college game for a freshman, it's so much faster. And what they, what Sark believed in, he felt like, okay, in order for these guys to be successful, maybe we have to dumb down our terminology and how we go about things from week to week just so these guys can have success and we're not overwhelming them with a whole bunch of different plays and a whole bunch of different changes. Yeah, but what he's learning here, this may be just another lesson that Nick Saban, the Bama game apparently is mentioned in these notes as well as TCU, just maybe the one of those latest things that Nick Saban is helping teach him 
this version of college football. Somebody texted us earlier, two words that make changing your signals often important. Transfer portal. So many guys moving around. So many guys going from place to place. And, you know, uh, Nick Saban knows that when he faced Texas and Keelan Robinson's on the other side, Keelan Robinson's on the other side. Mm -hmm. He knows your stuff. You can't do the same stuff you were doing during those games. So, yeah, you bring up a good point with the younger players. Now this is just the evolution, hopefully, of Sark. And like we talked about it earlier, if you're a Texas fan, if you're finding the silver lining here, this is self-scouting. This is, we were giving something up. This is not them seeing it, but you seeing it. Hey, the right tackle clicks his foot out every time we throw a pass. Look at this. I, I just charted 20 plays, 10 runs and 10 passes. He does the same thing on every run. He does the same thing on every pass. Yep. So if you can see it first, then you can adjust. And I'm glad you brought up baseball. Remember that story recently where Aaron Judge was peeking into the dugout? Yes. And they were trying to figure it out? Yes. There was no mystery there. The pitcher was tipping. And the guys were telling him something from the dugout. They noticed it. The pitcher later came back to the media and said, yeah, that was me. Yeah. I was I was giving something different. My slider and whatever it was, slider fastball or slider curveball, It looked something looked a little different. They figured it out. And Judge was trying to say, like, okay, which one is which one? And he and and he I think he took the guy deep like three pitches later. That's what I'm saying. If the pitcher's out here scratching his ass on fastballs and then scratching his tummy on off speed pitches, yeah. pick that up and use that to your advantage. That's the game. The game's too hard for not to do anything yeah, like that. Right. Like, I don't make no sense no. to me, Sar. Come on. You gotta do better. And it does grind my gears to know that. The Bama game and the TCU game, games that you were right there just a couple of plays away and it could have been the difference in you winning and losing that this is now coming up. Yeah, and again, back to the stat that I feel is critical. Four and ten in one score games at Texas. So on average, you get into seven of them a year and lose five. So now let's watch that number. Does he get into less of them? And then obviously you want to have a winning record. He had the same problem Tom Herman had. You're in too many of them, and you're losing too many of them. Mm-hmm. you got to fix both of those. This, to me, speaks to it. And also, I'd be a little more excited if I'm a Texas fan, Zay, just from the t- fact of this really tells you he's taken that Paul Chris thing seriously. D. Camillus and, and the other guys, well, taking all that seriously about let's bring them in, let's use them. Like he used Gary Patterson. Use their eyes, use their knowledge, use their football stuff. Heck, maybe Gary Patterson's part of the reason – that this is going on. Maybe Gary walked in and been like, hey, man. I was doing this to y'all for a long time. Here's what I knew, and watch this. Here's yeah. what Sonny knows. I know these guys. I know this personnel, and I now know your personnel. Watch this. Sit sit somebody down and say, all right, did you see it? Go tell Sark that. Yeah, and you want to get to a point where it doesn't matter. Like, I don't give a damn if you know what we're running or not. <laughs> right. We are going to overpower you because we're this talented and we're this deep and we're just better than you. And last year, they weren't that. And we saw just all the inconsistency with Sark's play calling and just the second half changes or lack thereof because they would score a buttload of points, like 30 points in the first half a lot. And in the second half, you'd be like 3 and 10. 
and he wouldn't be able to adjust to what the opposing coaches is doing to you in the second half, getting the Xavier Worthy thing, mm-hmm. Quinn Ewers, just all the deep shots where, you know, Quinn should have taken what was given to him on underneath stuff, just all of that, and then this is added. Chad, I just watched a podcast with Robert Orr. He was on Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson's Up in Smoke podcast, mm-hmm. and they asked him about what was it like playing against LeBron in his first finals. That 07 finals where Big Shot Bob was playing with the Spurs. Right, the remember, sweet. Yeah, remember yeah. who their coach was for the Cavaliers? Mike Brown. Who was is, is his coach in tree? Greg Popovich. Right. Robert Orr just said – Flat out, we knew everything they were running. They were running the same thing. I've heard this. They were running yes. the same things they heard that it. he ran when he was with us. They could hear him yelling the plays, yelling and they're the like, pl- wait, did he just say that? Sweep. Yeah. Like that. Hey, I'll give you another great example. Super Bowl 37, Bucks over Raiders. That's what happened that day, too. John Lynch, Mike Tomlin, the DB's coach, Mike Tomlin told John Lynch, I don't think they're changing the calls. I think these calls are the same thing that, that Coach Gruden was doing last year in Oakland. So let's watch that. And then during the game, you can see on the NFL films, John Lynch is screaming at Dexter Jackson after an interception. We told you. I told you, DJ. I told you. We told you, didn't we? We saw it. And then he goes over and he finds Mike Tomlin and says, Coach, they did exactly what you said. They did this. They did that. We got them. And that's so arrogant of Gruden just to go into the Super Bowl thinking like that just because you have Hall of Famers and Tim yeah, Brown yeah. and Jerry Rice. No, 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 no. Arrogant of Bill Callahan. Remember, Gruden's a buck by then. That's right. That's right. They realized that Bill Callahan had not changed any of Gruden's calls. That's right. He had Rich Gannon calling the same stuff, and Gruden's guys knew it. Yeah, that's really bad. That was massive in that Super Bowl, obviously. So, yes, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Somebody texted us, you Darvish would like a word. Exactly. Exactly. And this text comes in, Zay, my Little League coach had dummy signals. Come on, Sark. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's one of those things. We'll see how Sark owns this story. Does This will be a story Sark didn't put out there. This isn't like the Xavier Worthy thing where he didn't have to tell us about the hand but did. Will he acknowledge this report? Will he talk about this report at any point? Will he talk about their process? Or will he just try to cover up and just say, look, all kinds of stuff's going on, but we won't get into the specifics. Like, how will he deal with this? Mix it up, Sark. When I look on that sideline during the season, one week I want to see a sign with like a Heinz ketchup bottle. The next week, I want to see like a Lamborghini. The next week, I want to see a picture of yep. Zion Williamson with his baby mama. Like, mix it up. You got you got to mix it up in different ways. That's going to have teams thinking, like, what the hell is this? It might mean the exact same thing. It might not. And, Zay, we keep bringing it up. But starting in 2024, what's that conference Texas is going into? What's it called? SEC. Is that the SEC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you what. It does just mean more, including being sneaky. Just means more. More in-depth, more details, fan bases that are crazy. There's probably, probably, a group of crazy Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt fans, and Bama, and A&M, and Georgia, and all of them, that sit around and watch film and might actually send information to their teams because it means that much to them. Yeah. You're about to head into that conference where little bitty things are going to matter. And I don't even think nowadays, Zay, I don't even think if everybody knew, I don't think Bama's ever good enough. This Georgia team to me is not good enough that if you knew everything they were running, you couldn't figure it out. Right. If and, you, they're not, they're, they shouldn't be able to just scream out, run left. 
That's not that. <laughs> like I used to say, the Cowboys. I used to say Troy Aikman could scream Emmett left, and it wouldn't have mattered. But I don't think that's actually true. Yeah, you know, um, I I do think it matters if people know whether or not Bama or Georgia or in this case Texas are running certain plays. So Texas fans, take the bad and the good there. I think there's I don't know what's that an eighty twenty bad to good story maybe. Yeah, I, I like to think that it's the past and we're we're past it. We're over it. Right. You know, and thank goodness Paul Christ and DeCamelles and. You know, yeah. all those guys are Sadat in. Realized Sadat, yeah, something. They, they can lock in. That's what they're here for. So yeah. as long as it gets corrected, I'm good. And hopefully they don't have to worry about those things as much because Kelvin Banks and Quinn Ewers, all those guys, everybody else, 10 players on that starting offense coming back besides Bijan, and you could count Roshan Johnson too, are more acclimated and comfortable with the calls. So you could mix it up a little bit more. Interesting stuff there. So now the guys that are coming in uh, for you know for fall will be getting into those new signals. The guys that you know came in early, uh, you know as early enrollees, that group obviously would get a little again uh, get a, even more of a head start on this uh, the new signal system at Texas. Uh, so we'll keep looking for that story as we get closer to the season. Eighty six days away from Texas and Rice, get to try out all that new signal stuff with Rice, and then hope you got it figured out when you head to T Town in. Game number two. Coming up next, your flex segment. We've already got a baseball, uh, I was about to say national, a baseball state champion at the 1A level. We'll update those scores, plus a flex commit and some offers to talk about. Don't move. It's the horn. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. I'm sick of sight without a sense of fear. Chad and Zay. Right on the button. This would be Nickelback, correct? Oh, here it comes. Get ready. What's this song called? How You Remind Me. How You Remind Me. Nickelback, Lou Graham, and The Clash have started us off today again Go to hornfm.com for your chance to win Nickelback tickets. They're coming to the Moody Center in September with Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross opening it up. It is the Get Rolling Tour. So I'm assuming that would be the first time at the Mood for Nickelback. Everybody's checking off the box of first time they play the Moody Center, Nickelback in September. Yeah, this is going to sound different than it did at the drum. This is at the Mood with that sound system. It's true. It's state-of-the-art. Everybody's looking at the Mood as the example of how arenas should be built. Nickelback's going to rock that thing. There you go. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guarantee you, you're going to hear that song live. They will definitely play that one live. They got a lot of songs. They're one of those bands that as they go through the set, you'll have a lot of, oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You will. I I came to see these guys, but I'm having, oh, yeah, moments. Well, no, you're just, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, that song. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, They are coming in September. Uh, By the way, speaking of music, later on, we'll talk album and movie swap. Zay has now seen Face Off. I have now heard Word of Mouth by Ludacris, and I did watch a couple of the videos. 
Watched a little bit of some of those nice. videos. Those, those are good, too. Uh, he was out of control. Uh, he was absolutely crazy back then. Uh, we will get, and, and we learned today that Ludacris was just in town with Janet Jackson. That's coming up at 2.05. Also, I think we got it lined up for next week's movie and album. Uh, we'll get all that to you right now. Let's talk about a state champion in the Flex segment. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, if I said smoke them if you got them, it might sound a little insensitive, but it is Willie's hometown after all. Congratulations to Abbott. They are the state champs in 1A baseball. They beat Fayetteville 6-5 today. Abbott is your first state champion in 2023. How about that? Congratulations, Abbott. Very cool, that's man. Big time. State champions. That is, uh, that's going to be a story those kids will be able to tell the rest of their lives. Now, I don't want to sound ignorant here, even though I know I'm going to. Uh-huh. Since it's 1A, do they still play nine players? Because like, oh. we know how it, we know how they do with football. It's you know. I would assume. Okay, yes. just make yes. it sure. Just so. make it sure. I don't think there's such a thing. See, that tells me that what the UIL did isn't is still is is an even dumber idea because because it creates questions like that. It's a logical question based on football because they've turned six man into one A, which was dumb. They should have just left it six man. There's, There's no, not enough kids. That's the point of it being one yeah. A. There's like fifty kids that go to the whole school. Well, no, but we had a one A. We had one through five. What's wrong with that? Leave it alone. Oh, you're talking about this again. Yes, I am. Because it's confusing. It just created your question. If they didn't do that, you wouldn't have had to ask that. You would have known that 1A baseball is baseball. But they've confused you in football. Well, you know, 1A football, I I went to Jerry World and they had weird goal posts and they squeezed it in and they didn't let 11 guys out there. It's pretty cool. It's like arena without the walls. Yeah, I've watched, I've watched the six-man game. It's cool. Yeah. It is what it is, and it doesn't need to be patronized. Does Craig do the six-man games? Oh, yeah. If he can. <sighs> Legend. If he can, absolutely. Uh, so, congrats to Abbott, and so far, it's congrats to Harleton over Shiner. It's 6 nothing. They are in the bottom of the third in that one. That's to be your 2A championship. They got started at 12 out there at Dell Diamond. A little bit later on, it is the semis in the, uh, let's see, that would be in 5A, right? Yes, the 5A semis are later on with Magnolia West and Frisco Reedy at 4, Argyle and Bernie Champion at 7, and then this evening at 6.30 over at the Dish, it is a 4A state champion that will be crowned Liberty Ilu and China Spring getting after it today. That one is at, again, the dish for 4A. Everybody else is at Dell Diamond. Also, some congrats going out to Flex athletes, Flex football players with commits and offers. Congrats to Cameron Dickey, the talented quarterback and kind of do-everything guy if they need him, uh, out of Crockett. He has committed to Tech. Wow. 
Congrats to you, young man. Very impressive. Yeah, we'll see how they use him at Texas Tech. Are they thinking quarterback? He can do a lot of things. 5'10", 195 is how I see him listed. He's class of 24. He and his brother do a ton at Crockett. His brother's a defensive player. He's offensive, and they put up numbers out there. Yeah, they do, man. They're representing South Austin. South side? South. South side. Do we die? That's right. And yeah, even though it's Tech, that's huge for guys around this area, big time. Power 5 school, and yeah, good get for Dickie. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, a couple other flex guys getting offers from uh, smaller schools, but certainly some significant offers here. How about Thompson Vickery, one of uh, our favorites that we saw with Dripping Springs last year. He's a senior this year, really talented, edge slash rush linebacker slash what do you need him to do? Yeah, he's like an Isaiah Simmons in a way. You remember when they put up the Isaiah Simmons stats, the linebacker or whatever he is for the Cardinals Mm -hmm. and even though he's kind of struggled because of everything he has to do from playing safety at times, nickel, linebacker, edge guy, and I feel like it's the same way with him. So, yeah, I... I hope that's not why he's not getting these offers because you and I talked during prep like this dude, he's a big time player and maybe they're just going to start rolling in all of a sudden like, you know, out of nowhere. But just the few that he has, that's interesting to me because he could ball. Yeah, I want to see where this offer list goes with him. He's class of 24. So this is the senior year. He's listed here at 6'5", 215. He's bigger than that, isn't he? He looks bigger than that. He looks about 6'5", 225. The two schools I see with an offer are he already had Cornell, now he's got Colgate. So for the rest of y'all that might want to offer him, sounds like the classes are figured out. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Sounds like he's got the smarts figured out. Cornell and Colgate, nothing against those offers. If he wants to end up at a badass Ivy League education and and school and play football, that's cool. We'll just see. We'll see if anybody else is interested in Thompson Vickery. Uh, Another name to keep an eye on, Ali Scott, quarterback over at LBJ. He's still got two more years to go, class of 25. He just got an offer from Bethune-Cookman to go with Grambling's. Uh, Grambling State to go with Campbell to go with Northern Alabama and UNLV. So Bethune-Cookman is his latest offer. Congrats to that young man as well. LBJ, interesting team to watch this year too. Yeah, we know they have a coaching change with Jamal Fenner over at the 40 Acres helping out Sark and those guys. So let's see because there's a lot of expectations over in East Austin every year. They just lost Cedric Alexander to Vanderbilt. He's going to be doing big things in the SEC and that's one guy kind of like what Texas is dealing with B. John Robinson, you won't be able to replace. I'm sorry for the backup Whoever that is, you'll probably have a really good season, but that dude broke records for AISD. So it's going to be hard to say, we're going to get right back to scoring all these points where he was getting like eight touchdowns a game and 250 yards a pop. Man, like the quarterback, he's going to have a lot of responsibility, and let's see what he can do with it. So next year, do you think it'll take Jamal Fenner a little bit of time to get used to kind of normal football games again? Like, is he going to lean over at someone in the first quarter of that Rice game and goes, hey, isn't it supposed to be 63 nothing by now? What's the, what's the deal? That will probably be a little different for <laughs> right? him. Like, like, why are we scoring all the time? Oh, like, man. I feel bad for that OC. Why? Well, they're going to have to fire him. Why? Well, he's run four plays and we don't have four touchdowns.
I mean, that's terrible, right? That's a horrible percentage. They made it look easy last year. Oh, my. LBJ crew. They did, man. They went up and down the field. All right, there's your flex segment. Congrats to the state champs so far. Uh, Abbott getting it done, and another one looks like it's on the way with uh, uh, Harleton getting that one done. See, I ain't going to let y'all clown me about my uh, 1A baseball question. There's literally six-man football for one A, that's not your fault. That's Again, I, I it's just, the UIL's fault. It's not I, your fault. I just watched like the FIBA three-on-three tournament. USA women just took gold. Haley Van Liff, she was the leading girl in like the three-on-three tournament, oh, where it's like hoop it up. I bet she talks trash in three-on-three. Uh, she probably does. Oh my god! But yeah, she was balling. And once you score, they take it out. And they take it to the three-point line, and you check it up, basically. Nice. That's not what it's like, but that's, what, <laughs> that's the feel that you get. So that's the that's an Olympic game now, three-on-three basketball. Yeah. Don't tell me I'm crazy for not thinking that they might have mixed it up due to the lack of population at these schools by playing baseball. Yeah, no, I no, don't no. know. Again, that confusion they created in football, I think it's uh, – I understood why you asked the question. But I've never heard of – I don't even know if that would exist – I've never heard of like even a small small school like going all the way to taking guys off of it. either way either taking uh, boys or girls off a softball field and lessening that number. I've never heard of that. Yeah, they would have to run up the score. It's probably they don't have JV and freshman teams. It's probably right. a lot of guys go straight to varsity cuz they just need guys to fill spots. <laughs> You're at like a small small school. Hey, you play left, center or right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's me. What do you mean? Uh, I got I to deal with all of it. Oh, I saw the next Ken Griffey Jr. What does he play? Everything. 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 My man is outfield. <laughs> no matter where they hit it, he's unreal. He starts in center, but he doesn't end there. All right, we'll keep a track of those baseball scores. Up next, where are we at in society? Zay will let us know. And then coming up at 2.05, the album movie swap, word of mouth from Ludacris and face off with Travolta and Cage. We'll see what Zay thought of that. I'll tell you what I thought of Luda. Don't move. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. Can we get a reunion of this group? Can we get them back out there? Come on, Gwen. You can do it. No doubt from, what's this, the first, got to be the first album? Probably? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's second maybe album? Maybe second. But, man, all the way. But Just a Girl is what it's called? or Yeah. Just I'm Just a Girl. A girl yeah. Uh, no doubt, Nickelback, Lou Graham, and The Clash. Get- oh, so good. So good. That was just a, a jam. Yeah, it was a type of band we hadn't quite seen yet. Not exactly the way uh, the way No Doubt did it. Shout out to Gwen and the crew. Hope she is doing well today. Hope you are doing well today. Two o'clock hour coming up. We'll hit an album and movie swap. When's the last time you watched Face Off? Oh, 
Bring some Kleenex. It's going to get emotional. And when's the last time you listened to Word of Mouth from Ludacris? I had not heard the whole album, but as I listened through it, I realized, oh, wait, I know that one. Wait, I've heard that. Wait, I know that hook. Wait, I know that beat. Wait, I know that one. There's about three or four, maybe even five of those on that album. We'll get into it coming up at 2.05. I think we've also got a movie and album figured out for next week as we swap back and forth on that. We'll tell you why today matters at 2.30. Got a couple of big birthdays today, including one of those musicians. It's kind of on the borderline. Do you still play the music or not? Hey, Chad. We'll get to that. Chad, listen to this. Shout out to somebody on the Specs text line for having my back. Yes. Hey, Zay, 1A baseball in Rhode Island is three on three. A pitcher, a catcher, and one fielder running his ass off for seven innings trying to track everything down. It's hysterical to watch. You should check it out. Whoever had on me, kiss my fat, ashy ass. I told y'all. Good question. I'm telling you. Good question. You got to bring it down for whatever you got. It is a good question. What do they call that? Three-man baseball? Yeah, three-on-three. Three-on-three baseball. That's tough. Oh, my God. Yeah, basically what what you do in the sandlot with the homies. Yeah, that's that's a a lot of cardio. (laughs) You're going to be well-conditioned. It's like a soccer player with how much you run. My God, that's crazy. All right, thank you, Texter, for helping Zay out on that. Specs text line is 337-3776. Let's see what Zay wants to hit today. Where are we at in society? Here we go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. What do we got? Do I need to go to Twitter today or what? Yeah, go to Twitter. One of your favorite players of all time is outside. (sighs) No. Troy Aikman announces the end of his marriage with pics of his new girlfriend who's 34 years old. I see you, Troy. Look out, eight. Yo. Dude, that beer is locale. That, That Those dudes abs. He looks like he'd get right back under center. I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. Yo, Troy looks like he has a little bit. He he looks like he has a little bit left. But do you see the woman on his arm, though? Like, yeah, Troy ain't playing around. And this is a real petty way to go to announce your divorce with your previous woman with a new, younger thing. Now, wait a second. Okay, the picture in the middle, is that him and the ex-wife? Or is that her as yeah, well? Yeah, I think that's the ex-wife. The ex-wife's in the middle, and then these two pictures on the side. I just retweeted it. At C. Hastings 1049, Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. So the obviously the picture is with the brunette in the ponytail. That's the new girl. And then the ex-wife is the one in the smaller picture. Yes. As long as everybody knew what was up, I mean, this is the day and age. I wouldn't do it this way on social media, but I'm assuming the ex-wife knows she's the ex-wife. It's not like she he broke the news this way. It's not like he is telling her, hey, I think it's time we move on with the, with a social media post. I'm going to say eight did it classier than that. I don't know. He's been rocked in his head a few times. He could be going about this in a foul way that he thinks is only right for him. Yeah. And who knows what happened in that divorce. They got divorced for a reason. Something went south. Something went sour. Mm-hmm. Who, we don't know whose side it was on. We literally just had the divorce person come on with us, and we were talking That's about true. you know how guys could benefit from that with Father Day coming up. So it could have been old girl, his previous wife, where Troy was like, you know what? What you did to me with my petty self and all this money that I'm making with Fox – I'm going to bring this young thing on the boat with me. Mm. She's 34. Body looks right. And I'm going to stick it to you because I'm Troy Aikman. You see the Super Bowl rings. I'm a legend. And, again, 
from Troy's body. Looks like boy still got it. One of the things Troy always had at an elite level, looks like he still has accuracy. (laughs) (laughs) Accuracy. (laughs) Hit that NFL window when an NFL window needs to be hit. Troy Aikman, ladies and gentlemen. I hope Troy is happy. I hope uh, he and his ex-wife are both happy. I know they have kids. He has two daughters, I believe. Okay. Hopefully everybody is good with the situation. They are adults now, I believe. I think the girls are uh, are older. But hope everybody is, uh, you know, doing well and hope this is all not a bunch of cattiness and weirdness. But, uh, yeah, it looks like he's in serious shape. And, Zay, I will say I will be glad to – I guess loosen my starting quarterbacks in the NFL can't wear backwards hats when we get to this point and you are retired and you're with your hot new girlfriend on the boat near the water in you, Italy in Italy if you want to throw the hat on backwards go ahead hey do whatever you do there's no press conference going on you're not working do what you need to do yeah he looks fly with the chain he, he, re- lo- he really <laughs> he does. looks like, this is the Come coolest on. I've seen Troy Aikman look in a hot minute since he was rocking that Cowboys blue and you know I'm the opposite of you Chad I hope it is petty I hope all I hope his daughters are good I hope that's correct but you I hope, hope this is like yeah. him flexing oh he's flexing <laughs> he with his shirt off yeah. He knows what he's doing. That's true. He knows exactly what he's doing. This is, you're coming from a petty brother himself. Troy knows exactly what he's doing, posting these photos right when a divorce hit. Like, people still thought that he was with his ex-wife. Mm. Like, this is the announcement Damn. that okay. he's doing. Right. So this, is, it might not be as dark and corrupt as it could be, but it's still Troy a salty dude. And I salute him for it. All right, here's my stupid OCD question. Who took that picture? Is this just like a bunch of friends on the boat? Yeah, whoever's driving the boat, somebody got to. Because that was not that's not a selfie. <laughs> somebody, a third party took that picture. Uh all right. You go you do what you do, eh? Do do whatever you need to do. Hopefully everything is cordial and nice. I don't need Troy Aikman having some controversial divorce. Oh no, Chad, I think I'm finding out who took the picture. It says taken by Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Novacek, <laughs> Michael Irvin, 88, 88 nah, still taking care of eight. No party with him. Troy knows. Yeah, that, that's true. That's, that's a different type of party with Mike. That's true. Go to dinner with Michael Irvin. Don't go on vacation do with not, Michael Irvin. Do not. Don't do that. Yeah, you that's might it. get drawn in some crazy stuff and get some crazy people that you don't want to come across. It's another level. Yeah, so for those of you that are beer connoisseurs and you were wondering if that new eight beer from Troy is locale or not, go check, go check him out. If he's drinking that beer, that beer that beer is not too heavy. The beer's no. doing all right. How old is he? Fifty six. Uh, that's a decent that's, enough guess. I think yeah, somewhere in that somewhere in there. That's that's impressive. And yeah, fifty six. Yeah. yeah. And, and to the person that texted us about HGH, how dare you? How dare you make such accusations? You have not Troy. You have no proof of this. Uh, by the way, speaking of NFL quarterbacks, Bryce Young officially QB one in Carolina. What? Wow, what a shocker. It's crazy. Zay, Zay, I hate to break this story today. I know it's going to shock every NFL fan. To this moment in on June 8th, Andy Dalton has not made an impact in Carolina. <laughs> wow. Yeah, shocker. I mean, this is I'm glad they said it already. I guess he's the first one. I haven't heard anything with the Texas on Stroud. Definitely haven't heard anything on the big-time quarterback battle in Tennessee with um, Malik Willis or 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Willis and um, Willis, Tannehill, uh, and Levis. And Levis, yeah. Yeah, Anthony Richardson, everything is pointing up for him on being the starter, which, you know. But Sam I haven't heard QB1 yet for him, right? Yeah, but. Officially? Yeah, I hope Sam give him rougher his money, but we know Sam has been overlooked in his early NFL career. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, when you get picked that high, you expect those guys to start playing as quick as possible. So uh, that is official now in Carolina, and uh, all the best to Troy Aikman and the next part of his life. Uh, I see you, Troy. You living, baby. How about that? L-I-V-I-N. How about that? All right, coming up, your 2 o'clock hour. We'll start it with the album movie swap. Word of mouth and face off. Talking mouths and faces on the horn.